You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Evan, we're probably looking at about 100 days to college football. Means we'll probably be getting Howard back, but I got Evan right now. And Evan, you were with me from day one. I do want to talk about a couple things. One, the Vegas over-under came out. So let's just stick with the local teams here in Michigan. Michigan over-under 10 and a half wins. This, to me, is just an easy over. I guess Vegas is hoping and thinking, well, maybe they could lose two games. I really don't see it. I mean, the question relies on how good is Penn State's quarterback. That's what it is for me. Yeah. Because they go to Happy Valley. They have the five-star that was a freshman last year, played sparingly, but they got him in a lot like Michigan did with J.J. when he was a freshman. They had a true freshman running back that was all-world, so you got to expect him to improve a little bit. And this isn't just a hater. I would take the under. I don't see them beating Ohio State three years in a row. Yeah. I just, I don't. Okay, here's the thing. No, you're not being a hater, Evan. I, I think you're just thinking the law of averages, but I've seen this before. I've seen this when it was Michigan saying, well, Ohio State's just not going to keep beating us every year. And, and they did. Sure. I saw this when, for Michigan, well, Michigan State's just not going to keep beating us. Actually, they did. And I think now the tables are turned. For Michigan, yeah. Ohio State is broken. They figured it out. They got the cheat code, you name it. That's not the same Ryan Day where he's now doing panicky things. He's not running their game plan. Ohio State every other week looks like world beaters. When they come in to play Michigan, they look scared. They look tight. Ryan Day has lost the mojo. They don't. Yeah, if right here, right now, if I had to put money on it, I got Michigan beating Ohio State. The toughest game for Michigan is November 11th when they got to go to Penn State. Yeah, I mean, and you got to imagine that's also going to be a night game, right? Right. I mean, or I think big, so. big noon kickoff, no, depending on if Fox my has it. God, I, I really, I hate Fox for the big noon kickoff. Like, it's, it's, it, it's cool it's to start watching early, but the big game should be no, at night. They, if they do what they did last year, at least Notre Dame and NBC have a contract together. Yeah, Fox you know basically said there is no other team. It's Michigan at noon every week, and we're gonna put just Gus and Joel. We're gonna follow. They literally followed them on their sh- weekly show to every place that Michigan played in, yes. I think including Indiana football. Really, but you also gotta, Indiana football. Well, and and that. That game's a prime example, too, where you can get scared in the Big Ten. Michigan didn't go in there and thump Indiana like they should. You know what I mean? And and I just – 10 wins, I think, is the easy one, and that's why they put it at 10 and a half, right? Man, honestly, Evan, that's – if they lose – because 
here's the thing. I, I know the Big Ten does the whole, for some reason, that late in November, they don't want night games because it's going to be too cold. Like, honestly, I don't care. Right, cold in football. Okay. But if you started at 3.30, it doesn't matter because by the time the game ends, yeah, you're, it's, it's, it's night anyway. So that's the beauty of that. Um, what about that other school here in state? Hold on. I'm just saying, Penn State's the only game that I can see them. Ohio State, they, well, they, okay, they, they but broke in Ohio State. Didn't Ohio State? And it's, and it's in uh, Ann Arbor? Yeah. Aren't the the rumors, I don't know if this was factual, but Ryan Day was giving up play calling. So I wonder if that changes things for him, where he and gets you know in his what? own way sometimes. And you know what? Miguel Cabrera is in the best shape of his life. There are certain things that reporters just say every year right. because yeah. it sounds good. Okay. 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 Uh but yeah, they don't. Ohio State still has to settle on their quarterback. There's just too many. There's games. a lot of uncertainty. I thought last year they were going to fix that, but I saw once Michigan went into Columbus, and they had no answer, and Blake Corm couldn't do anything, and Donovan Warren just kept it going. It, it it's crazy because you're right, Donovan Edwards. I mean Blake, Donovan Edwards. Yeah, and, Donovan Edwards just kept that thing rolling and rolling. It was nothing. Ohio State. It's like. Oh, you have all these first-round wide receivers, and you don't know what to do with them. Well, <laughs> and, that, and you also had the second overall pick in the NFL draft, and C.J. Stroud throwing them the ball. And, and it all it did was look like the game from a year before, just in a different location, minus the snow. The sun was out. No, you're right. And if Ohio State doesn't have an answer to Michigan running the ball, which obviously that's what Michigan's going to do, right? I mean – when A.J. Henning um, decided to transfer out, he said, if you throw the ball, I'm going to come visit you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, they people in Michigan, they realize it's run, run, then pass. Like, it's run, run, run is the first option always. It's run, run, quarterback scramble. Run, 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 scramble. Play action to the tight end. And, run, and, run, run, scramble. And scramble, you're right. Scramble, if, if Ohio reverse. State can't figure that out. And also – Maybe have somebody at the second level just in case they do break through the line. Yeah, and the Ohio State's defensive line is not from the days when the Bosa's were there. Chase Young's, their defensive line at Michigan just they went right through them like a hot knife through butter. So I clearly see the over for that one. For Michigan State, it's four and a half. I see the over for that one as well. Um, here's the funny thing about it. First of all, I think Vegas kind of set it at four and a half because I don't really think Vegas cares. Vegas doesn't do much research when it comes to Michigan State. You can be like, oh, it's Vegas. Vegas knows who their moneymakers are. I tell you, the best conversation I ever had was with one of the guys, like the pit boss of the uh, sports book. And it was early morning, and I was just talking. I'm like, why do you guys always, this, this is like maybe 15 years ago, why do you guys always disrespect Michigan State? And he was like, son, we care about money. Michigan State fans don't come out here and bet. So, honestly, he said, I put my kids through, I put my three kids through college thanks to Notre Dame, Michigan, and USC. Their fans come out here all the time. So, you entice that fan base. I th honestly, I think for Michigan State, it was like, guys, how many games? Wait, the quarterback left and the wide receiver left. So, four and a half, everybody, we good with that four and a half? Okay, put it at four and a half. Let's see if anybody bites. If they do, we'll move it. I look at it. I see six games. I got six games that I think they should win. I got three games that I have in the toss-up category, and then I got three games that probably you're not going to win. I don't know if you noticed this, Rico, but a lot of Michigan State fans seem to be afraid of their own shadow. So I bet half of the Michigan State fans that are listening are hemming and hawing on the four-and-a-half games. 
Oh, they're hemming and hawing. This you thing know what is I mean? horrible. And so Vegas is right. You're not going to get a big, strong You're not. contingency to come in and be like, this isn't over no matter what. Do Michigan State fans only support their team when it's over and they're in the Rose Bowl or some right. game? <laughs> you know that from the phone calls that we no, get. I, I Michigan could be 0-11 going into Ohio State, and they still will say, we got a chance. If State is undefeated, they treat it like a no-hitter. Can't say anything. Oh, yeah. Can't do anything. No, no, no. Because what if we lose? I, I don't even want to get into that. I'm going to go back to what the topic we're talking about because I'm not going to bash on the whole fan base. No, it's but that was just my point just that some. that's why Vegas does that because they're not coming in no. heavy hitters, like super confident or yeah, overconfident. Mattress, Mattress Mac ain't putting a million five on states over or yeah, under in that game. A, now, I would put... I'm not a betting man a lot. Like, I don't bet a good amount of money when I do place bets, but I would place one of my heavier bets on them going over four and a half. Right. And that's just me knowing that a Big Ten football team should win five games a year. For Michigan State, this parallels two, two years ago. Like, they can't be worse than last year, can they, Rico? Well, you know, it was a caller yesterday who really kind of put in perspective. I forgot his name. I wish I knew it because I want to give him all the credit in the world. But he was like, think about this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The defense, I think, had, what, 29 injuries on it. Mm -hmm. Then you had the nine or eight guys suspended from the, uh, from the tunnel incident at Michigan. You were one of the worst pass defenses in college football. And this team was still Elijah Collins cutting to the right instead of the left of making a bowl game. Sure. Okay? As bad as the season was. If Collins runs to the right, that's in the middle of the field, they beat Indiana, this team is playing in a bowl game, either in downtown Detroit or downtown Phoenix. And you probably feel different about the team coming into this year. As I don't think you're going to run. That, to me, was a doomsday scenario. I've never seen 29 people lost at some point for the year on a defense. That, wow. And I think... The writing was on the wall, too, because the very first game when uh, Darius Snow went down, you should have. Snow went down and Henderson went down. Yeah, right. Yeah, right that in there. First game. And what I'm looking at now is I think a lot of the depth you may have because of all the injuries and all the playing, I think the front seven is going to probably be the strength of the team as of right now. But it just kind of reminds me a lot of two years ago. I'm not saying they're going to have the same results. Rocky Lombardi leaves. You got an unknown at quarterback. Remember, everybody thought Jake Russo was going to be the guy. And it wasn't. I remember somebody betting you on air that right. it was happening. <laughs> I was like, it's not going to be that guy. It was, it was, it was a Gator. <laughs> like Gator. I, I don't know. It's, it's Russo. My guys told me it's Russo. 
All right, your guys trump my guys, Gator. It's Thorn, <laughs> but um, but you you had a, a running back who came in and nobody knew about, kind of was an also ran. There was just a ton of transfers who came in, and in the end, it all kind of clicked and they won. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but they were also four and a half. Their win total was four and a half. Then they hit it within five. First play of the game, I think you kind of knew everything was going to go differently. 75 yards, touchdown, Kenneth Walker. This kid may be something. I'm not saying Nate Carter is going to be that guy to transfer from UConn, but he's got Kenneth Walker-like tendencies where he just plants the foot, goes north and south, very strong runner. Um, So, yeah, just somebody you want to keep an eye on. I think, as I said, for Michigan, it's November 11th. That's their key game. For Michigan State, it's September 16th. Home game against Washington. Good chance that's going to be a night game. Uh, 10-year reunion of the Rose Bowl. That's how long it's been. But the Rose Bowl 10-year reunion, probably going to be that night night game. Uh, I got to double-check this, but I think if it is, that's – a feather in state's cap because I think they've only lost two night games at Spartan Stadium in a long time. I can only remember Iowa on that last second play. And, and that wasn't even technically a night game. That was a 330 that went into the night, I believe. No, no, no. That was a night game because I remember it was, it was like five late. seconds left. Yeah. No, you're right because then there was an overturned tanker and I didn't get home till like four yeah. in the morning. That's right. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I didn't get home for some no, you're reason. You're right about really that. Really late. And Ohio State, when JT Baird, it was his coming out party. I think it was 20. Yeah, no, they won against Oregon. They won all those Friday night games. Yeah. The Boise Nebraska State. was a nighttime game that they won. Yeah. Wisconsin, so, that was a nighttime game that they won. So yeah, when they go tonight, for some reason, they get the energy from the crowd and they've done some they've done some things. Was, I mean, Washington coming in, it's Michael Penix Jr. But kind of like two years ago, third game was Miami. It was in Miami, and it was De'Eric King, Heisman Trophy candidate. De'Eric King was going to just light Michigan State up. Michigan State not only knocked him out of the game, De'Eric King never played again. It's wild. He never played again. Uh, had a strip fumble, six. I mean, he threw, a, I mean, he threw a, what, four turnovers in that game. It, it was not his best game. Plus, he got knocked out. He came back. He got knocked out again. I say all that to say Washington is going to tell me what's going on. They have they start off with Central and Richmond. Those should be two games that they win. Now, according to that four and a half, you only got to win three more games. You got Washington. You got Maryland. Maryland is going to be homecoming. I got Maryland as a toss-up game. It's always going to be a toss-up game. At Iowa. I have that as a toss-up game because Iowa's always got good defense, and now they're adding more and more pieces to that offense. Oh, you mean Michigan West? Yeah. You got Ruck, <laughs> and then they also just got Ohio State receiver transfer yeah. there, too. You got at Rutgers. I think that's one of your wins. You got Michigan at home. Now, before everybody's like, that should be a, that should be one of the games they can't lose, even bad Michigan State teams play Michigan well. You may not like to hear this, Wolverine fans, but it's true. Look at last year. A depleted team took that game into the fourth quarter. Okay? It could have gone either way, and Michigan made the big play, and then it was over after that. Absolutely. But that game, no. I I look at just some of the teams that are like the 2016 Michigan State team that went 3-9. and And that game, they had a shot at the end if they get the onside kick. You know, that's when Peppers took it. Took the two-point two conversion. conversion. So, you know, it's kind of like when Oakland plays Michigan State in basketball. Like it or not, 
Oakland's going to play Michigan State a lot tougher. They and, just won't win. That's all. Right. I'm just poor saying coaching. it's going to be a tough game. It's poor coaching. Nico. At Minnesota, I think that's a game that they can win. Nebraska at home, I think that's a game. Ohio State, no. Mel Tucker has no way to defend Ohio State. As bad as Michigan beats Ohio State, Ohio State just embarrasses. It's a controlled Michigan scrimmage State. for the it's not even. You'll be better off <laughs> just picking five Ohio State players and bringing them over to the MSU side just to make it competitive. At Indiana, I think you can beat Indiana. And then uh, at Penn, I mean, Penn State at home, kind of like Michigan. I've seen bad Michigan State teams upset Penn State. So that's where James Franklin kind of gets in his own way. Like even two years ago, Penn State should have won the game oh, against yeah. Kenneth Walker and the Spartans. Uh, James Franklin decided, I'm not going to throw to my uh, top wide receiver getting ready to go to the NFL. No, I'm just going to run the ball, and, oh, I lost? Yeah, you lost, James. And then he complains and because it was something wrong. So that's your over-under totals for the local teams. I think both teams are going to go over. I think Michigan, if there's one game they're going to lose, it'll be Penn State. Uh, for MSU, I think they can over-under four and a half. I think they can easily hit six. You're looking at the gray area between six and nine games. If they catch some breaks, if things start to work and fall the right way, you could end up with like a nine and three type of record. So that's how I see it. What you got? I like what you're saying. Do you think so? What what my question this week is going to be based on what you said here with the Spartans. What is an unbelievable season to you then for Michigan State? Taking out the obvious, they go on a run and win the national title. Oh, no. An unbelievable season is... Like an unexpected, like, holy crap, I did not see this That coming. this season is the exact parallel of two years ago, of 2021. Rival 10 wins. Where you, yeah, you finished off the Big Ten 10-2, and 11-1, and one, and you're in a New Year's Six game. That, to me, yeah, you. that's a great fantastic year, just like it was when they were in the Peach Bowl. It wasn't a great Peach Bowl game, but you know what? Nobody remembers it was a dog crap game. You know what they said? We went to Atlanta and we won. And you know what? It actually wasn't that dog crap because they had to come back and win. It was, it was as a football fan, it, other than the stars weren't right. on that field, right. it was one hell of a game. It took Reed doing a little rock the baby cradle, and it, and it took the uh, Cal Halliday with the pick six yeah. that he – they wanted him to just take a knee, and he was like, F that. I'm going. There's nobody in front of me, and if I score, all I'm saying, Coach, I finished the drill. And they couldn't say anything. Like, in practice, you tell us to finish the drill. Yeah. I finished the drill. So, yeah, if they make it a great season, you're in a New Year's Six game. Are you okay if they only get six wins? No. Okay. Not okay if they only get six wins. Uh, so, Seven is your ceiling that or the bottom of the mountain that they need to get to. They need to get to seven wins. Honestly, it's probably at this point for the psyche of the Michigan State fans, it's seven, and one of those sevens is a Michigan victory. Okay. I would say eight tells me that the program is back on an upward trajectory. Yeah, that you can compete with the big boys. Because take out Ohio State, you take out Michigan, and you take out Penn State. And the Big Ten is just pull a name out of a hat. Sure. It's no dominant teams. And at least show me that you could beat the rest. And if you could somehow steal one against one of the big boys, great. 
but you should be able to beat the rest of the teams. You should. Coming into the program, you had one of your better recruiting classes last year for Michigan State. So, yeah, six wins is a disappointment. You'll make a bowl game. It's a step forward, but it's still a disappointment. Nobody's going to feel happy about that. Seven wins, it depends on who you beat for people to say, all right, you know, or, you know, controversy. If the ref blew the game, it should have won that game type mm-hmm. of thing. But I think if you hit eight or above, it's like, okay, this ship isn't sinking. Right. And I think that they got a way to get it back to float again. So cool. good question. Good question. All right. For Evan, this is Rico. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep subscribing to the Five Star Zone.